Oh, friends, it is my joy to share with you tonight, Belinda Mooney. Oh, I tell you what, we have already been talking. Um, I'm not sure how long, but it's been, I already am just glowing and on fire with his love, just spending time with Belinda here tonight. And I cannot wait for you to hear from her. So Belinda, welcome and tell us a little bit about yourself and your book that you are writing. I can't wait, can't wait for people to get their hands on it. Okay, well, um, I am a mother of seven. I'm also a widow. I homeschooled for about 28 years and a little change. And and I am now an adjunct professor of human services um, at a secular college, Stone Storm Montgomery. I teach basic counseling skills and addictions, which is my area. And I'm also um, writing, which is my primary job. So I write most of the time. And because of the saint that I've tripped over that I'm going to talk about tonight, St. Gertrude the Great, I'm writing this fantastic book, finally, so that I can be able to tell people about what she what she said that we need to do uh, in our prayer time with our saint, with the saints. So uh, this book is tentatively titled Praying with the Saints on Their Feast Day, 365 Prayer Guide, Day Prayer Guide, right? So I really want families, especially children, to be able to have an easy way, an easy structured way. And it was so sweet because I just got a note from one of the field testers like yourself, who I sent the, the November Saints out to. And she said, oh, this is so wonderful because we pray our rosary and then we just do the short prayer and we have the saints there too in our family prayer time. That's exactly I said, you can't imagine how much that means to me because that's exactly what God has me writing this to do. So it's going to be published next fall by OSB. Um, I've got to have the, the full manuscript into them, which is already first draft finished by uh, January the, the uh, I don't know, 27th, 31st. Uh, so the end of January, I'll be sending the manuscript in. And right now I have the next couple of months really two and a half months to just make it better. And I just, I have, I'm so thrilled because I want it to be easy. I want it to be accessible. So there are three sections every day. Uh, and the first one is a short bio without tiring people, especially children and putting it in a format that's not uh, academic. It is, I'm talking to you, I'm your friend and I want you to know my friend. Pope Leo the Great today on November the 10th. This is his feast. And, and so I write a little biography about him, and then I write a quote by him, or in some of the saints that are very difficult to find writings by or whatever, because they lived long, long, long ago, or they were martyrs or whatever. Some of them don't have writings. Me, maybe I'll have a quote from St. Augustine about martyrs or St. John Paul II when he canonized the Vietnamese, the martyrs of Vietnam or the martyrs of Japan. Like he made some fantastic statements. So anyway, there's a quote or maybe it's a, a scripture passage. There's a quote and then there's a prayer. And the way I structured the prayer was what I learned from St. Gertrude, which I'm going to, to come to in a little while. And that is that if you pray with the saints on their feast days, the Lord has said that they are the most powerful on their feast days in their intercession. So we're going to pray with them. 
We're going to say, Dear Father, through the intercession of Pope Leo the Great, give us the virtues of, and we're going to list some of the virtues he had. And I'm probably going to say about him, because I don't have my, um, I don't have my, what do you call it, my manuscript up here to tell you exactly what I wrote about him, but I might have said something like, give us the virtues of, of faith and strength, courage. Like he, he came across vandals. He came up against vandals and he stopped them from coming into Rome. Like he was really courageous. And then I'll say something, if it's a Pope, I'll say, uh, inspire us to pray for all, for the Pope, all the cardinals, bishops, and priests. Um, make, make them virtuous leaders and wow. um, give us, guide us to, teach us how to, those are the kind of phrases that I use so that as we're praying, we're asking God through this saint's intercession to basically do what they did in their life, to have their virtues and to do what they did. So like with St. Camilla's Delelis, I'll say, you know, um, free those who are enslaved to any addictions, especially gambling, because he was, he was addicted to gambling. And, um, you know, and so I'll do, I'll take all the research that I did on them and now the friendship that I have with them and I'll try to make it to where they are praying with us to our father. And that's what I learned. So, so that's the book and that's a little bit about what I'm, what I'm writing right now. Um, because I want the world to know what St. Gertrude taught me uh, from her writings. And since most people don't read her, this will be an easy way to not only know that we should pray with the saints on their feast days, but that here, I've given you a structured way to do it. You don't have to think this up. You don't have to do anything except just read the prayers. And there's a space at the end of the prayer. And in parentheses, add your own petitions now. So the family can pray for whoever there is most on their heart or whatever they're doing. Um, and, and then we, you know, we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So that's kind of how it's structured. It'll be 365 days. There'll be a, a small glossary for some of the, um, I'm writing as simply as I can, but there are still some terms that I have to put in because that's just what their title was, or that's what, um, that's what their focus in ministry was or whatever. So the spiritual and corporal works of mercy, which I'm, I'm quite a bit asking for in the prayers, you know, like inspire us to pray consistently and teach us how to do the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. Make us contemplative in action because as a, which I haven't told you, as a secular Carmelite, this is what we strive to be. We strive to know Jesus and be the very best friends of Jesus that we possibly can, and then make him known to others. And so the fruit of prayer, St. Teresa of Jesus, most people know her St. Teresa of Avila, the fruit of prayer is good works. And so if we really love him and we're praying deeply, we're going to go out and love other people, and we're going to bring them Jesus, and we're going to bring them into friendship with Jesus, because we love him, and we know it, and he's our friend. So anyway, all these saints were his friends and now I get to pray with them on their feast day when they're the most powerful and they're going to make a, it's, I just think it's going to make a huge difference. I know God has been asking me to do this and I'm, I'm working on another book that I know he's been asking me to do. And that's the three works of reparation. And that kind of goes into, if you don't mind about the story of the saint, I'll, I'll share with you how this happened. 
So when I started homeschooling 28 years ago, Tan Books was doing this special once a month. And so I ordered this series, three books on special. And, and one of them was uh, Leo DuPont, The Holy Man of Tour. You know what? I didn't even hear Leo DuPont. I, I heard The Holy Man of Tour and I thought it was about St. Martin of Tour. And <laughs> he's man, and I'm looking at him going, what the heck is this? <laughs> I, I thought my kids would really love to learn about St. Martin of Tour. Now I get this book about this guy I don't know at all. Oh my gosh, no, I'm been to his oratory in France now and prayed at his tomb. This is uh, Marie Pierre's tomb. Like I, I just can't go on enough about it. But anyway, that brings me to the fact that it was in that began my work of reparation through devotion to the holy face. I didn't even know about that until I got these three books in. One was about Leo DePaul. The other was the revelations that Jesus gave to Sister Margaret, uh, Sister Marie Pierre. Is her French name. Mary of St. Peter would be her English name. Okay, so watch how small this spiritual world is for me. I get these books. I get absolutely inflamed. This is 28 years ago now with a love for Jesus' holy face because I want to do this work of reparation because this work of reparation is coming against sins against the first three commandments. And basically what works of reparation do is they bring down grace for the people that are committing the sins that we're praying for. So in the case of the sacred heart, Catholics who would be lukewarm or don't believe in the Eucharist as the real presence of Jesus or, you know, like all those things, yep. we are not participating in the works of reparation so that we will be devoted. We are participating in the works of reparation so we will help Jesus give grace to the people who need grace to be converted. That's first and foremost. The fruit of that is that we become devoted to the sacred heart, to the immaculate heart, to the holy face. But, but our focus is to help our brothers and sisters to pray to Jesus for these people who are sinning in these ways and to bring down grace upon them. And so I'm all on fire and I'm doing all this work in this work of reparation. And I'm realizing, oh my gosh, St. Therese did this. St. Therese is in the same arch confraternity of the Holy Face as I am. Oh my goodness. And then I'm reading this article by her sister, Celine, who is Sister Genevieve of the Holy Face. See, her whole family did this work of reparation and almost nobody knows about it. So this is why I'm writing this book about the three works so that we can now tie them all together. Holy Face, Immaculate Heart, and Sacred Heart. And they're all three works of reparation. It was never meant to be just the two or just the one over here. And anyway, so, so to get back to my story, I'm finding out that St. Therese is involved in this work of reparation. I'm so thrilled. And then I'm finding that our sister is saying that, oh, wait, St. Gertrude the Great had this work of reparation way back in the Middle Ages when she got the work of reparation through devotion to the Sacred Heart. Okay, so who's the saint that I was tripping over? Well, I could have said Leo Dupont, because yeah. I could have said little sister Marie Pierre because I, I truly believe with all my heart one day she will be. She's just the hidden gold right now in the church. Nobody really knows about her, but she's there. Um, and then I, I could say St. Gertrude. Well, not long after I got all those books and got on fire and I started writing articles about this so that people would know I published it in, you know, in one magazine and then in a homeschool journal and da-da-da-da. Okay, fine, great. Guess what? 
I ordered these books from Tan on another special, and here comes St. Gertrude the Great. Oh. And I'm reading about how the Lord was so pleased with her. She is one of four saints in the same convent in Hepta, George, in Hepta, Germany, at the same time, two Gertrudes and two Mechtils. And this saint is having all these mystical revelations about the sacred heart, about the holy face. Like she's having all these things and she's writing them down. Well, then <clears throat> fast forward through time. Here comes Sister Margaret Mary. And she gets a specific call to Jesus about that specific thing. But it goes back to St. Gertrude. Here oh. comes Sister Marie Pierre. She gets a specific call from Jesus about that specific holy face work of reparation, right? And But when you trace it back, it goes back to St. Gertrude. So I'm looking at that going, oh, well, no wonder I, I loved her right when I started reading about her. Because what I've learned, she's the only female saint to be called the great. So that gives you something right there. Oh, wow. The female saint to be called the rain. The Lord told one of the St. Mechtils that in the world, next to Mother Mary, she was the most perfect human being he had ever created. That's amazing. And so I'm like, oh, that's catching my attention. Wow, she's really pure. And she went through a lot. But then the Lord told her, Two things that are really important. Number one is um, when you pray with the saints on their feast day, they are the most powerful in their intercession. So you should do that. And she's written all this stuff down. <clears throat> and I'm looking at it going, well, I know good and well that God never tells any saint, you need to do this so that it's just for them. He's telling them to write this down so that we learn from them later. I mean, why did why did St. Therese write the story of the soul? Why did any mm -hmm. of the saints write anything they did if it wasn't for us? Yes. For yes. us to yes. learn. Yep. So I'm like, well, I could do this. So I started doing it. And whoa, the prayers are getting answered. And I'm not saying this to brag because it's not about me at all. These saints are pure. They're above, they're right in front of the face of Jesus. They're totally pure. I'm praying. I'm asking them to pray with me. We're praying together. <clears throat> just like I would be praying with you, Kate. Father, this is what I need. And we come to him and we ask him for what we need. Jesus, this is what I need. We come and we ask him for what we need. It's a, they are pure. And so they're getting what they're asking for. <laughs> and at least I'm here trying, you know, so... Okay, so she talked about that, and then she said that Jesus told her that if we ask him for the virtues that he gave to her, he will give them to us. Now, sit with that just a second and tell me what you think, Kate. <clears throat> what could you see happening? Oh. This is one of the most beautiful people he's ever created. Her soul is so beautiful that next to Mother Mary, he thinks it's, it's the most perfect. What do you think if we ask him for all her virtues, how we're going to be? Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> I am ready to be that close to him. I. It's so interesting that you're telling me about this because literally last week is the first week I had heard of the Holy Face devotion. I've heard of Sacred Heart. I've heard of... Um, oh, we've only just begun. <laughs> and, and I had never heard of that. And I thought that's so interesting. Why haven't I heard of this? Um, I need to learn more. And here you are teaching us about this right now. <laughs> and November 16th, like literally seven days away is St. Gertrude's feast day. 
So if you will pray with her on her feast day and say, just pray with me, St. Gertrude, and I, Father, I need her virtues. Please give them. She, she said that you told her if I asked you for them, you'd give them to me. So here I am. I'm asking. I mean, this is how um, I pray. If God is, if God is our friend, we talk to him like a friend. That's right. Help me out here. Lord, help me out. I need more. When I'm, when I'm really sad <clears throat> or I'm really irritated about something because I feel bad physically maybe and I just don't have enough love or enough patience or enough whatever I just go right to him and say Lord you know this is how Saint Saint Therese would say you know me Lord and you know that if you weren't giving me all this grace I'd be much worse than what you see right now so please would you just happen to give me some more grace and it's like I found it because this is how this is how she talked to God. This is St. Saint Ther Saint Teresa. You know, I know you've heard that story about how she's in the wagon and dumps over into a puddle. <clears throat> and she goes, well, this is how you treat your friends. No wonder you have so few of them. She's <laughs> laughing with him. And she's, she's chiding him because she knows him. She loves him. And she knows that he loves her. She's very, very secure. And that's what he wants from us, to be very, very secure in our relationship with him. And for me... <clears throat> Going back to Saint, like St. Saint Gertrude, you'd think, well, this was a young girl who was put into a convent at five years old, raised by a saint. She was raised by saints. Oh, my gosh. To think, you know, the head start she had on us, right? Right. But, but, like, but she got these revelations from Jesus to tell us how to pray. And this book, the pamphlet that I got was about her, like a biography. But there's another book that I got in that time that I ordered called Love, Peace, and Joy. And it's about, like, it's got a subtitle, like, A 30-Day Retreat with St. Gertrude. Well, let me just tell you that if you try to do it in 30 days, you're going to go crazy. <laughs> it's, so, it's so deep and so thick each day. The way that Jesus taught her to pray she prayed in ways that I had never heard before. Sometimes I'd be reading the book, I'd look up and go, Lord, is this real? Like, can we really do this? Can we really ask it for you for you to do this? Can we really say it in this way? Like, I was just like, again, on fire. So to kind of get back to the holy face then, when I realized in writing these articles about St. Therese's participation in the work of reparation, through devotion to the Holy Face. And I was looking at Celine, Sister Genevieve of the Holy Faces, um, writings about this. It's in My Sister St. Therese. That's another book that Tan publishes. And I love all the Catholic publishers. These just happen to be books by Tan that I had, you know. Um, <clears throat> so I'm telling you about them. But, you know, I'm looking at that going, well, I'll be doing. We're coming full circle back to St. Gertrude. Mm -hmm. She didn't just get the Sacred Heart, she got the Holy Face too, because I, I quoted the quote, it says something to the effect of, if you want to love me, come to my heart. If you want to love me greater still, come up to my face. And so both these works of reparation, because the first one is a specific target audience, that are sinning against, and it's mostly Catholics who are lukewarm and indifferent and don't believe in the Eucharist as the real presence of God, etc. So there's a specific, but but this other one, this devotion to the Holy Face, 
the work of reparation through devotion to the holy face is for people sinning against the first three commandments. I mean, that is idolatry, blasphemy, and profanation of the Sundays. I mean, you can't get any more um, severe of a sin than those three. And so he told Sister Marie Pierre that this was the greatest work under the sun. And had we done it, it would have stopped communism. But her works, unfortunately, got suppressed by the archbishop there. Leo DuPont did everything he could. He, he had already printed out more copies, but the archbishop at that point suppressed it. And then it went through four, the fourth archbishop after him before Archbishop Colet, God bless him. He's he's I'm sure he's in heaven because he's an apostle of the Holy Face. And he's he's like, I don't know what happened, but this is going forward. And so now it's uh it's worldwide from France to the rest of the world. And uh, um in in um uh, I think it was 2012, um Pope Benedict uh, received a package from me with a long letter, <laughs> and I said I don't know where the causes for Sister Marie Pierre and Venerable Leo DuPont are. And I don't know what's happened with Mother Maria Pierina, but could you see about this? And I got a I got a letter from the nuncio saying the Pope understands your sentiments. And three months later, Mother Pierina was beatified. And I feel like God allowed me to be part of that process because of all my work all these years in this work of reparation. And it was just amazing because, see, oh, gift. Oh, let, my me, let me see if I can help you understand this. So, so Leo DuPont is continuing to try to pro promote this by himself because he's a lay person. He had an injury to his hand that prevented him from becoming a priest. And that was the only reason why he could have people come and pray in private in his oratory. And there were so many miracles that Pope Pius IX called him the greatest miracle worker of modern time. I can come back and talk about him the whole time. He's just amazing. Sister Marie Pierre had died. He's waiting, getting older, waiting, getting older, watching, you know, just praying with people and having miracles in his oratory, waiting and waiting for the work to go forward. And Sister Marie Pierre knew from Jesus that it would be suppressed. And it was, it was suppressed. But he could he could do it because as a lay person, it was a private thing in his in his oratory. So, all right, so people would leave their crutches there. You can see the picture in the book from Tan Books, the Leo Japon, the Holy Man of Tour. And um and he, right before he died was when Archbishop Collet said, okay, we're going to lift this and go forward. And so he did. And, um, and then it wasn't fast enough. Mother Mary came to the three children at Fatima, pray, pray that Russia will not spread her errors. She was basically doing again what, what the Lord had told for Sister Marie Pierre and it hadn't gotten done yet. And then not enough people did that. So here's communism. So now in 1940s, <clears throat> this little nun that she wasn't a Carmelite, Sister Marie Pierre was a Carmelite. Okay. So I love this because it's a Carmelite. <laughs> it's a Carmelite deal. But Sister Mother Maria Pierina de McKelly, she's now blessed. Uh, like I said, through Pope Benedict, she started getting all these revelations from Jesus. <laughs> and she, 
he told her, I still want what I asked Sister Marie Pierre and them, and they couldn't get because of all the obstacles. I still want a feast on Mardi Gras. Now, look at this. Going back to St. Gertrude, she said the Lord told her he wanted her to make reparation for the sins of the carnival, which is Mardi Gras. Yes. He told her directly, you will make reparation for the sins of the carnival. And then the mass of the Feast of the Holy Face on Shrove Tuesday on Mardi Gras is to do exactly that. And finally, Mother Pierina got the Pope to pass it. And she got the little uh, medal of the Holy Face that I have attached to my scapula. She, she made the medal and lots and lots of soldiers were able to wear it into the um, combat in the Second World War. And they were safe. <laughs> they were safe when they were wearing the Holy Face medal. So, so now... Now we're here, and right now we have a venerable Leo Devon, and we have a blessed Maria Pierina. We have a little Sister Marie Pierre that is just like amazing, amazing, and nobody knows about her. We have a Saint Therese of the Child Jesus and the Holy Face, and everybody drops off the last part of her name, and nobody knows well, some, but not much, know that she participated in this work of reparation, that she's in the Orange Confraternity. It is just, so I, so I have, you know, I have a couple of missions. I have a mission yes. to get out what St. Gertrude said about praying with the saints on their feast day. And I have a mission to get out this work of reparation because I know that if we did these things, that we would bring we would just bring, God would just give us so much grace. Just sinners would be converted. We would just bring so much joy and love and peace into the world because God would hear these prayers because he's told us to do them. And so that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of what I'm doing. And um, that's, everything goes back to St. Saint, Saint Gertrude. And I have a little side story if we still, do we have a few more minutes you think? Absolutely. I, and I, I want to mention before I forget one thing that you had said before we started recording was, you know, just being a friend to Jesus and how, when we act in obedience and when we act, you know, with, with love for him, that we we're we're being his friend. And I just see that in you. I see you wanting to be his friend and to spread the word about his friends and what, you know, what he's told them. And I just, this is a very exciting time, yeah. I think, because I feel like so many of us are rediscovering people that for some reason have been forgotten. And what a treasure chest are we opening of all these beautiful friends? We don't have a lot of these saints on the calendar. They're not on our calendar. So like I went around thinking I knew a lot of saints, right? Because I've been reading about the saints since St. Bernadette and trying to, who was my first love, as I told you before we started. She's my first sister in heaven, right? And then St. Therese and then St. Therese of Avila, St. Gertrude's, you know, I kept going, right? And then I have all these doctor saints who were, because I was working on praying with the doctors of the church last summer. And then now I have all these things that I never knew. And like, I am literally, I'm literally looking at three different saints and who am I going to put in the book? And so I'm looking up going, would y'all just pray for me to make the right decision? Because I've got to think of children reading the book. 
I've got to think of people in different countries reading the book. I've got to think of everybody. Lord, who do you want me to put in the book? And then I'll sit for a second. I can feel the Holy Spirit. You need to put this one. So I'll go to the other two and I'll say, I love y'all so much and y'all are my friends, but God wants me to put this one. So y'all pray that this is the right thing and I'm I'm doing what he's saying and I'm putting this. And oh, I can't tell you what it felt like to write this book. It's like I was on fire. Like my, my fingers were flying over the keys sometimes. I would just say, God, you've got to write this. You've got to write this book because there's so much information. How do I get it down to three or four lines in that, you know, in that bio and in a simple form? How do I not just repeat what other people have said? How do I make it interesting to kids or anybody who wants to pick up a book and not feel like the saints will drive people? Because if there is anything I can tell you, that is absolutely false. Oh, my God. These were feisty, wonderful, strong-willed people. And a lot of them had problems that they had to overcome. And they just, oh, they just all had things that they had to deal with. So here I am, and the Holy Spirit is just coming through me and my fingers are flying and I'm writing like 20 saints in a week. I'm, I'm finishing 20 saints, the whole, the whole page for that saint. And I'm going, how did that happen? But they were praying for me. I could feel the prayers because I, okay. So when I wrote Pope Leo, I, for November the 10th, I'd say, Pope Leo, could you pray for me right now? I'm getting ready to write about you. You got to pray for me because I want this to come out right for all these people. <laughs> it would just pour out of me. And so, tell you that I can't wait to introduce y'all to people that you have never met it's because now I have all these friends that I had never met before and they're praying with me to our father just like I'm holding your hand Kate I would be holding their hand and we'd be praying to our father to Jesus together come and help us get this get this done give us these virtues inspire us to do this guide us to you know teach us how to do this and it it has been just so much blessing that someday I, I I just look up sometimes and I'll go, thank you so much. Thank you. I, I know how privileged I am to be doing this. Like yeah. I know how blessed I can feel the blessings. Yeah. And I haven't even put it out except to those of y'all who are working with me and giving me your opinion. Yeah. Is is there a, a word a child wouldn't understand? Is there something you find disturbing? There were saints too that some of the ways that they died were so disturbing that yes, children do have to know that there are certain things, but, but as a mother of seven, I know that I wouldn't want my child to know exactly about that particular thing. That's not appropriate right now for certain age groups. And so I either would not put that in there or I would choose a different saint. And some of the saints that I couldn't put in are going to go in other books, praying with the Carmelite saints on their feast days. I got a lot of my Carmelite brothers and sisters. I had written them all up. And then there was another one from maybe Brazil or Mexico or a country that I hadn't put in. So I replaced it with that one and put them in the other book. I've got like five books going right now on just praying with saints that I can't even fit into this book. I love that. Do you, I don't know if you listen to, um, the Abiding Together podcast, one of the hosts, Heather Kim, her word for the year, it was a phrase. And it was um, not just fire, but why not be totally fire? And you are making me think of that so much because she was saying, you know, when you start to fall in love with Jesus and when you start to just really listen to where he wants you to go and, and his will for your life, there's nothing left but to go all in and just be just totally fire for him. 
And yep, it, and tell you how true that is for me. Last, <laughs> I was feeling again the stress of finances because I teach only part time, and as a widow, I still there are some months in the summer where it's hard because I'm not teaching in those first few months. I was all set to do clinical work for this agency. I'd have made a lot of money, but I wouldn't have been able to write. And I looked up, and I just knew God was convicting my heart. You can't do that, or you won't be able to write. And I'm like. But what am I going to do? <laughs> You're going to write. Okay. Yes, sir. And I, and, you know, I gave the salute and I just started that dodge of the church. And in the nine weeks from May the 12th until July the 12th, from the time I finished my spring course at Lone Star to the time I started my addictions course in the summer in July on the 12th, I wrote the whole book, 365 pages or something. Like it's, wow. it's a whole bunch of pages, but because the doctors, that book has expanded. It's not just one page for the, for the person. It's might be four or five for each doctor. And you got 37 doctors now. So, um, but in those nine weeks, because I obeyed him, I finished the whole book. Like, it's amazing what he did. Yes. And again, because I was praying with the doctors and I was asking them to pray with me then I could feel them praying for me while I was writing. And it was amazing. I mean, I, I just feel very, very privileged. Right. It's, it's really true that when you obey, it, it, he's going to come through. Okay, but to go back for one other little piece, you remember when I told you that I thought I was getting a book about St. Martin of Tours. Yes, yes. Okay, now watch. Guess what? Saint Margaret, Saint, uh, excuse me, Sister Marie Pierre, who got all the same kind of promises and and uh, everything like Sister Margaret Mary got. Now Saint Margaret Mary, for the Sacred Heart, she got that for the Holy Face. Well, she had applied to Carmel's to Carmel's. She wanted to be a Carmelite. She had applied to different Carmel's, like around where she lived. She didn't live in Tours, so T O U R S, France. Tour France, right? The S is silent as far as I know. And I'm sure I'm not pronouncing it like the French would pronounce it because they have they have a way of pronouncing their words the way they want to. But so I so I'm I'm reading this book and I'm re, I'm realizing that Sister Marie Pierre could not get into a karma. She prayed to Saint Martin of Tours. And she said, would you please intercede with, you know, for me with God uh, and pray with me to God, to God, that I would get into the Carmel and tour because I can't get in anywhere else. Guess what? She got in. Now watch, watch how beautiful this is. Then Leo DuPont, some years later, he's walking in tour uh, and he's wondering where the uh, bones of St. Martin of Tours are because whenever the, the French Revolution, when those, when those revolutionaries came, they, the first thing they did was, you know, destroy as much as they could of the relics of the saints. It also happened under Henry VIII, and it's so sad because I'm talking incorrupt bodies that they, that they destroyed. Like, I don't know. I don't want to be there. But in any case, St. Martin of Tours, they didn't know where he was buried because he had gotten dislodged. And he was walking around and this woman, at the time they called her a washerwoman, he's walking around and he sees this woman and she's looking at him going, is something wrong? And he's going, 
I just, I just wonder where he's buried. And she goes, well, I know right where he is. He goes, well, I thought, it, you know, it was destroyed by the, no, they missed it. They put the concrete here and here and he's right there. Guess what? Leo DuPont funded the money and the excavation showed that that was right where the bones of Martin of Tour, uh, St. Martin of Tour was. And now, thanks to Leo DuPont, they have this big, huge oratory there. Uh, well, it's a basilica. It's white. Oh my gosh, it's so gorgeous. And in the bottom, when you go down the stairs into what would be like the basement, but it's a whole, it's the reliquary. Um, you can see the whole bone, the bone of his uh, arm. It's it's amazing. Like I got to I got to touch the glass and pray with his relics. I got to pray with Saint Martin of Tours. Saint, uh, I'm sorry, Leo Dupont. I got to pray with him. Then Leo Dupont, Sister Marie Pierre. St. Therese and her sisters, because they're buried with her, except for Leonie, who's in the visitation monastery. So got her, her two parents are now there in the same thing in Lisieux. They're, they're all there buried in her, um, the shrine to her. It's not a particular name that I'm blanking on right now. But anyway, it's just amazing all the beautiful connections that were made and how I started out with all of this thinking that I was going to just get these two little books uh, and one of them, I was going to teach my children about St. Mordor. And here I'm in this work of reparation that leads me around again to St. Therese and all of her family, around again to the Carmelites and the Sister Marie Pierre was a Carmelite. And then, and then back to St. Gertrude, who was like, the second set of books that I got from 10 when I started ordering. It's just, it was all meant to be, and it was all meant for me to do this work. And it was, I kept feeling guilty because for years and years, I knew that God wanted me to write about these three works of reparation. Finally, Father Lawrence Carney, who is a priest, and, and the ones who were supposed to be promoting the work of reparation through devotion to the Holy Face, this is what the Lord said, not me. Ah, uh, it's not my role to do this. It's the priest. Well, he finally wrote a book just this last year on this work of reparation um, about the Holy Face. But now what I'd like to do is I'd like to write a book that's like what I'm doing with the prayers. Very simple for everyone to understand. All right, this is the Sacred Heart. This is the Holy Face. This is the Immaculate Heart. And if we could reorient our thinking to this isn't just a little devotion that we can have alongside of a lot of other devotions. These are, these are works of reparation where our primary aim in doing them is not to be devoted. Our primary aim in doing them is to make reparation, which is in the office of our Lord Jesus himself that's what he came here to do and mm -hmm. so we are working with him making reparation for the people who are sinning against the first three commandments against the things that they're doing to him in the eucharist against mother mary and all the all the stuff that's being said about her and you know just all that stuff we're making reparation and yes oh my gosh we do become devoted and we do love the holy face of Jesus. And I sat for hours nursing my children between two face, two different versions. The, the Vera Ephesias, which is what Leo Dupont and Sister Marie Pierre and St. Therese and all those people had. And then the, um, the Shroud of Turin which came along later, and I'm looking at these two faces for hours, right? 
because I'm, I'd go in my back in my bedroom and I'd do my prayer time while I'm nursing my babies. And this is the same face, except one is living and one is dead. And it, it was, I mean, when I was assembling my packets, I would put my two articles and a, a little pamphlet uh, on the prayers and then the picture of the Vera Ephesians because I got permission from the Carmelite uh, nuns in, in actually there in Philadelphia. I went to Philadelphia and met Mother Pia. Uh, we got to see her like as if we were family, you know, oh, right there. Um, and I, I would make all these packets and I'm telling you, I was so happy. Anytime I work on this reparation, to get it known to other people, I am always so happy. So when we finish with this conversation, I'm going to have more <laughs> grace because this is how important it is to him. Yeah. So, yeah, so I would even give pictures to the adoration chapels, pictures to the church of the, you know, bigger pictures of the Holy Face, but I also framed the 8 by 10s and gave them to all my family. Oh. So, of Turin, or you get the very Ephesians, whatever you can get if you're venerating, or the, the face of Jesus on the Divine Mercy image, that's a beautiful. Um, you can say the Golden Arrow Prayer, and you can belong to the Arch Confraternity of the Holy Face. Um, it's the sisters out of Buffalo, New York, take uh, those registrations now, but also the Center for the Holy Face, Leo DuPont's Oratory. Now it's a whole center. Um, they take registration too for, for being a member of that Orange Confraternity. Oh my goodness. I know it's a lot here, but it's it's been an amazing journey. And I can't wait for all of y'all to pray and tell me what you see. Because even in the doctor, the praying with the doctors of the church, I've got a prayers answered. Well, this book will be a little bit, you know, it'll, it'll, be just 300 and so many pages like I can't expand more but I want you to keep a notebook of all the prayers because you are going to start seeing prayers answered when you see when you pray with the saints on their feast days so I can't wait to hear from y'all and, and see what happens well thank you for introducing me to St. Gertrude the Great I love having a new friend Gertrude is actually one of the names of my very favorite great aunts and so I will absolutely hold her close to my heart and think of her. And I, I'm just so excited. There's something happening. The Holy Spirit is wanting us to pay attention to that holy face. There is something happening. So it's me because all the ideologies that are in the world right now that we're fighting, yes. you can trace right back to communism. Yeah. My son, who worked a long time in the pro-life movement, when he was 14, he got arrested for holding signs of babies, illegally arrested. They they weren't supposed to. And and un unfortunately, we, we did sue and we won the suits. Like, it, it's legitimate. They were illegally arrested. And even he said, Mama, you know, mostly, mostly because of Christianity, abortion was outlawed in almost all the world. There may have been some remote places in China where it was still practiced because there were no Christians there or something like that. But in all the world until communism, it was, it was eradicated. And now here you go. Like, so all the things we're fighting, if we would just do this work of reparation. So this is the golden arrow. You want to pray it with me? You can just pray while I'm 
Absolutely. Absolutely. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most incomprehensible and ineffable name of God be forever praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and under the earth by all the creatures of God and by the most sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Amen. Amen. Holy, you cannot think of the name of Jesus without seeing his face. It's like if I thought of Kate, I'd see your face. You think Belinda, you'll see my face, right? Our face and our name go together. So there is a feast of the holy name. That's January 3rd, my birthday. And there is a feast of the holy face. That is any Shrove Tuesday. It's immovable because it's the day before Ash Wednesday. But there is a feast of the holy face, whether or not the, the priests know to do it or not. There, there are propers for the mass. There are, it is a feast day. Wow. That's exciting. And so if we pray this prayer, if we, there's also another prayer that the Orange Confraternity, as a member of the Orange Confraternity, I pray every day. And that is, um, um, I'm sorry, I'm going to blank on it because I'm trying to remember it, but <laughs> you do an Our Father, Hail Mary, and Glory Be, and, um, and hang on one second. I just have to get it so I'm saying it correctly. Of course. I'm so excited for more and more people to know to know about this. So it is very simple, a very simple prayer that you can say every day until you can belong to the Arch Confraternity. And it's, oh, Lord, show us thy face and we shall be saved. That little tiny prayer with an Our Father, Hail Mary, and Glory Be every day. And you are doing what we do in the Arch Confraternity until you can get there. And then the golden arrow, if you ever hear... Uh, Jesus's name being blasphemed, the name of God in vain, right? People are taken in vain. You can say, admirable is the holy name of God. Admirable. So sometimes if I'm in a movie and this just all of a sudden comes out or whatever, I'll just start, admirable is the holy name of God. Admirable is the holy name of God. And I'll just keep saying it for a hundred times because you don't know how many other movies are being played at the same time where they're blaspheming the name of the Lord. So if you could go around while you're washing your dishes or you're putting your cat, you know, uh, the food in the dish or whatever, animal is the holy name of God. That's all helping with this work of reparation through devotion to the holy face. Because remember the face and the name go together. And we're making reparation also for the people who hit him, spit, at it, spit in his face and the people who are still doing that today. Yeah. So, oh my goodness, yeah, it's it's just amazing. And we're going to hopefully uh see a lot of a lot of people converted if we keep praying. But Father Father Fa Father Robert J Fox, who knew a lot about the apparitions at Fatima, and he would take people on pilgrimages there. He wrote a whole, a little booklet on the on the first five Saturdays and he he published through his agent his uh ministry he published sister lucia's books right uh the the oh. shepherd, shepherdess and um and he even wrote a book on saint jacinta and and uh, francisca marta right so he said thousands have made the first saturdays now listen to this part what is needed is millions so i'm asking everybody who's listening to this 
O Lord, show us thy face and we shall be saved. And our Father, Hail Mary, and glory be every day. I'll put it on a purple, on a purple cord and I'll put it in my bathroom. And every time I go into my bathroom, you know, I know if I have said this prayer or not today. And if I haven't, I'm making sure it's part of my early morning prayers so that I make sure that I get it in as part of my commitment to the Orange Confraternity. But if we could get millions of people praying the golden arrow, admirable is the holy name of God, and this prayer right here from the Orange Confraternity, it would really help. Yeah. Because that's what we need right now. I, I really believe that so much of prayer, it's so simple. It is just taking the time that we've been given to turn our thoughts and words to him instead of filling them with idleness, filling them with emptiness or or even with evil, just to take the time. And so, you know, when I converted, I had a hard time thinking, well, how do I explain all of these memorized prayers and to my family? That and I really think that's one of the easiest ways for me to explain it is I just want to spend more time with him. I want my day, my time in the day to be taken up with beautiful gifts, beautiful conversations, beautiful moments with him. I want to start less and less and less of the emptiness and the idleness and the comparison and the anything that creeps in. Right, right. Well, St. Teresa of of Avila, St. Teresa of Jesus, we call her in the Carmelites. That's her that's her real name. That was her professed name, St. Teresa of Jesus. So she said that in this interior castle within us, way down deep inside of you, in your soul, you have a castle, and the king dwells there in the innermost places. And as you start to get calm and you consistently pray, this is why I keep saying, inspire us to pray consistently. There's nothing more important than consistent prayer. It doesn't have to be long. That's why I'm making a short book of praying with the saints on their feast days. It's short. It doesn't have to be long, but it has to be consistent. You have to be faithful. So when my son was at Christendom, we were talking about my second son. He was there. He called me one day and he goes, ah, it's so intense right now at the university. I, I just, mom, I can't even say my rosary. And I'm like, okay, what could you do? Could you just do your early morning prayers? Then do your examination of conscience at night? I, I, I could do that, mom. Okay, just do that. And no matter what else, just do it faithfully. And God accepts what you can give him. Absolutely. God doesn't say that we're supposed to give him something that we can't do. He's right here this with us he's in all this mess of our life with us he knows exactly what we can do and what we can't so he gave it he gave god what he could he comes back to me and he said mom that's just so relieving you know i'm i'm able to do that and and i'm starting to get all this work the pile of work that was on top of him all the papers everything was starting to clear up and then okay if you can go back to the road because that's good I do my liturgy of the hours and I do my rosary and no matter what, I'm going to do my liturgy of the hours and I'm going to do my rosary, right? There are many other prayers. Well, this one too, this work of reparation prayer, I'm going to do this one. But what I'm saying is there are many other things that I may do or I may not do depending on the time, the season of my life. I'm doing quite a bit right now because I can. But when my children were younger, uh, I did what I could and that's what I could do and that's okay. 
And so if you're doing whatever you can do at night, if you have hyperactitude and you might not do a whole rosary, you might do one decade and do yeah. a little praying with the saints book. Hey, great. God meets you where you are. And my girls are so gifted now in art because um, in order to have everybody sit and still, I would let them play quietly with blocks or I would let my girls uh, give them this big, these big, huge art tablets like you can get at Hobby Lobby. And yep. they, my little Gianna, who's an artist now, was growing at three years old because we prayed every night our family prayers. And it was mostly the night prayer from the Liturgy of the Hours, which is very short and a reading from the Book of Saints, but it wasn't like what I'm doing. It was just the biography, but it was a short one, right? So that's good. And then maybe a, a story, some kind of story, a little Catholic story or something. If yeah. we had to. And if we didn't, then we did the other two. And they grew up learning how to, to associate prayer with something that was very, I don't know how to say it, but very comforting because art when they were drawing, it was very comforting. They weren't made to sit still with their hands folded like they were little saints. They just were normal children doing what they loved to do. And that got coupled with prayer. So then they learned they learned the scriptures because we were praying them every day in the Liturgy of the Hours. That's a whole other thing I'd love to talk about, the Liturgy of the Hours and how I came to find that and how that's so helpful to families. But... In any case, I'll, I'll provide you right now with what I've got. <laughs> oh. Well, I would love to have you back sometime to talk about the Liturgy of the Hours. That would be amazing. That's that amazing. Oh, Belinda, thank you so much for your time this evening. And um, you have absolutely been a blessing to me. And I know that, know that you've been a blessing to our listeners too. And so I want to ask... Uh, Dear Father, please help everyone who's going to listen to this publication, this this uh, podcast, to really get whatever it was that you had me or Kate or both of us say that they needed to hear. L take it all the way to the depths of their heart and let it sink into their soul and give them the comfort the love, the joy that you wanted them to have from this and the conviction in their heart of whatever it is you're asking them to do now. We ask this in the name of Jesus through the intercession of sweet, sweet Saint, Pope Saint Leo today on his feast day. All this is done. And what I would encourage people to do is every day, when you know what, what feast day, what saint is on that feast day, you just go all throughout the day. Hey, Pope Leo, pray with me. Father, I, I also need my friend, Kate. I need for her family, you know, and you just talk to him and you just talk to him and ask him all throughout the day. And you'll, you'll see that your prayers are being answered. Amen. Oh, thank you so much. What a gift. Thank you, Belinda. My pleasure, my privilege. Such a blessing to you for me. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for Tripping Over the Saints. I hope you enjoyed meeting our new friend, and I cannot wait to introduce you to more new friends. If you would like to become a patron of this podcast, we would love for you to join in at Patreon. The donations you make go directly to cover the hosting technical support and donations we make to our speakers and podcasters and missionaries that come on the show to introduce us to someone new. Have a great day, and I cannot wait to talk to you again.